Next Stage Productions presents Arabian Nights, starring Cassie Jackman as Shahrazad, Dane Ficklin as the Sultan, and featuring Mark Chamberlain as Aladdin. Arabian Nights is an original radio drama miniseries brought to you in part by In the Telling, a storytelling podcast available everywhere podcasts are found. And now, Next Stage Productions proudly presents Episode 4, the sparkling conclusion of Arabian Nights. Sultan Sharyar suffers from terrible nightmares when he sleeps, crushed by guilt and grief for executing his first wife, Lilia, who was unfaithful to him. For a long time afterward, the Sultan's custom was to marry and execute a new wife every night, certain each woman would eventually betray him. But his current wife, the clever Shahrazad, has managed to preserve her own life for a thousand nights by captivating him with fascinating tales of her own devising. Her tales have also had a soothing effect on the Sultan, and his nightmares have lessened somewhat over time. But still, dreams are unpredictable things, and tonight they will once again take a frightening turn. This wood is peaceful and inviting, though I do not recognize it. I hear chopping. Is that a woodcutter nearby? Yes, indeed. Hmm. He looks to be an industrious fellow judging by the size of his pile and the sweat upon his brow. The sons of the prophet are brave men and bold and quite unaccustomed to fear. But the bravest by far in the ranks of the Shah was Abdul Abubul What a fascinating song. If you wanted a man to encourage the van or harass the foe from the rear. Storm fort or redoubt, you had only to shout for Abdul That should be sufficient for today. Hmm. I had hoped for more verses. That Abdul fellow sounded as if he would have had some wonderful adventures. Ah, well. Now, to gather my load of wood, and bring it back to the city to sell. <clears throat> that is as much as I can carry. I will load it into my cart and come back for the rest. What the? Ooh, what is this? A metal ring the size of my hand sticking out of the forest floor? What is it doing here? Well, I shall pull it out so that it presents no further hazard. The doorway. It was well hidden. I would never have seen it if I had not tripped over the handle. But what is inside? Staircase. Curving down and out of my sight. How extraordinary! These steps seem to have no end. It is difficult to continue in this darkness, but I must know where they lead. Ah, I see a light ahead. I will just move around the bend and... Astounding! A grand palace! Underground? Who would dwell so far beneath the surface? No, stop! Stay away! This woman looks familiar to me. By Allah, is that my Lilia? Who are you? Who has chained you to this wall? Get back! Do not come any closer! There's no need to fear me. I would like to help you, if I may. Please, you must leave. If he knew you were here, he would kill you and me. Who? Who are you so afraid of? I cannot tell you. Very well. I will go. But before I do, at least tell me who you are and how one so beautiful as you came to be here, chained by the ankle to this wall. 
I am Yuda, princess from a faraway island. In days long past, I was taken from my home by a fearsome demon. He hid his face on my wedding night. His eyes were like fire, and his teeth were pointed like sparks, and his skin was scaled like a serpent's. He brought me to this place, and here I have remained ever since. The memory of his long, cold, clawed fingers on my flesh as he dragged me away still haunts me. But why is this demon not with you now? He only visits me once every ten days. Ever I need him sooner, I have only to touch these two lines engraved here on the wall, and he will come. Yes, I see them. I also see this lavish palace. It puzzles me that he would hold you in such opulent surroundings as these. It is said that even a palace can be a prison. Why does that sound so familiar to me? What about you, Woodcutter? There is much more to you than meets the eye, I perceive. You are correct, Princess. Very well. I will tell you what you have already guessed. I too have a father who is a king. He is noble and just, and I had hoped to one day become like him. One of my earliest memories was when he taught me to read and write, and when I became older, I turned to the study of calligraphy. Why did you choose to study calligraphy? As my father taught me to read, I began to discover the power of words. He was a great orator with the ability to expound profound wisdom and truths with great simplicity. I wish to honor him by learning to write his words in a fashion worthy of them, preserving them for generations to come in a manner that they shall be able to perceive the beauty and power contained therein. A noble pursuit indeed. I worked tirelessly until I perfected my skill. The news of my talent soon reached great kings in distant lands. Having need of a calligrapher, one of these kings sent for me. Wishing to forge an alliance with them, my father consented, and I departed. It was while I was on my journey to his kingdom that I was attacked by a group of ruthless bandits. I barely made it out alive. Go on. A tailor who lived in a city near here found me. It was he who helped me regain my strength. When I was well enough, he advised me that I should chop wood in the wilderness to make a living, since I was not likely to find a man for a calligrapher in this land. This is what brought me to these woods, and to you. Now, I beg you, come away with me. Allah be my guide. I will take you away from this place. You must not say such things to me. It will do neither of us any good to wish for things that cannot ever be. Keep faith. And so will I. Why does he not heed her? Why does she heed him? You may stay for three days more, but then you must leave, for after that is when the demon will return. And you must never visit this place again. Promise me. I could never promise that. Let him come. I will face him even now. Let my axe strike the markings on this wall to summon him. You foolish man! You don't know the duty of She did not summon you, demon. It was I. How dare you enter here? How dare you, demon? By what right do you keep her imprisoned here? She is mine, and I will keep her here forever. No, I will destroy you and set her free. Prepare to feel the bite of my axe. He disappeared before my axe could strike him. Where have you gone? <laughs> I am here. Behind you! It is no use, sword cutter! Flee! Flee while you still can! Show yourself! Why do you not stand and face me like a man? I am no man! And this foolishness has gone on long enough! Now you shall feel but a taste of my power, mortal! What have you done to me? I cannot move at all! Nor can I! What sorcery is this? That is right! And now, both you and I 
short, Minister Darian. Is there no other solution to break the evil spell that has been cast over our kingdom? I have tried, Princess Kalina, but none of my enchantments will counter this terrible curse. You must try again. It is no use, Your Highness. There is a dark power at work here. I fear there may be no way to break the spell. There is always a way for light to overcome darkness. Lisette, what have you to report to me? As you commanded, couriers have been dispatched to all corners of the land in search of a calligrapher of the highest skill, and yet none have returned. What would you have us do if no one comes to our aid? Our people will perish and the kingdom will be lost. An entire kingdom under a spell? Incredible. But what is the curse? And how could a calligrapher possibly help break them free? We cannot lose hope. Help will come to those who put the good of others above themselves. Bold words, Your Highness, but in the end, I'm afraid words will do us little good. Not so, Minister Darian. Words have power to change the world if we but let them. What do you mean, Your Majesty? How can words change the world? Words have far greater power than magic. Words are magic. Words inspire action. A courier has returned. It is Esther. Ah, Esther, welcome. What news do you bring? Oh, noble princess, we have found the calligrapher you seek, whose skills surpass all others in the land. He will write the words that will undo this fateful curse. Behold his work upon this scroll. I have never seen such beautiful writing, such artistry. It is impressive, but I doubt whoever did this is capable of breaking the spell. Nevertheless, we must try. Let he who wrote these verses come forth. No man wrote this, your highness, but an ape. You say an ape is the calligrapher responsible for this fine workmanship? Yes, Minister. Could it be the very prince I saw transformed by the demon in the cave? This is madness. Be gone with your lies, girl, and do not waste our time with such idle tales. I speak the truth, Minister. I swear to you that with my own eyes I beheld this beast ride that which you see before you. Nonsense. How could a dumb animal create this? Peace, Minister Darian. There are many powers in this world, and things are not always what they seem. 
Bring him to me, Esther, and I will use what gifts of magic I possess to perceive the truth of the matter. I will return with the ape at once, your highness. Your majesty, I must protest. This is a waste of time. Why does Minister Darien object so strongly to this? What is he afraid of? Nevertheless, I will see this ape and learn the truth for myself. <laughs> Here is the ape which writes so beautifully, your majesty. Oh, the stench is abominable. Pray be silent, Minister Darien. I must concentrate. Light of wisdom, shine now for me. Reveal the truth that I may see. Do not strain too much, princess, nor stray too closely to it, for it is still a wild beast. At first glance, perhaps. But I look into his eyes and I perceive the truth of the soul within. This is no ape, but a man. A man, your highness? Yes, Lisette, but more than an ordinary man. A prince. A noble prince who was put under a spell by a vile demon. I knew it must be he. But soon I will free him from this nightmare. <laughs> your highness, this is foolishness. Why are we wasting our time with this? I have never known my gifts and insights to be foolishness. Be silent, and let me work my will upon this creature. Although in form a savage beast, from thy true self thou art decreased. With this gesture from my hands and the magic it commands, show us now what is concealed. Be thou restored, and be thou healed. I'm free. Oh, thank you, princess. Thank you. Do you hear that rumble, your majesty? Your highness, look out the window. A darkness gathers in the sky. You foolish princess! How dare you interfere! Minister Darien, what is happening to you? Look at his eyes, they are afire! And his teeth appear as spikes! And his flesh has become as the scales of a serpent! Indeed! I am the demon who has both cursed this land and that man! It is true! This is the very demon who transformed me! The minister was the demon. I should flee, but my feet seem rooted to this very spot. Now you shall suffer my wrath for presuming to undo my will. Lisette, Esther, I beg you, go and see to the safety of our people while I stand forth against this demon. Your Highness, please reconsider. We will not leave you to face this evil alone, my princess. There is no other way. My magic now is all that can stand against him. Go, I beg you, help our people escape from harm. I foresee this will be a terrible battle. Allah grant we meet again. Come, Esther. Yes, run like the cowards you are. You, princess, seem to be only one with courage. And now you shall pay for it. How do you wish to die? Honorably. An incredible woman to face such danger. I am in awe of her bravery, even as my own fear now rises to a panic. Why can I not move? As you prefer, princess. Behold, as I conjure this dark scimitar. I will make your death quick, girl. But you, ape man, hold where you are. I cannot move. Cannot even blink! Yes! I will cause you to suffer in many ways for your affronts against me in the cave. The first will be to watch me kill her! And I will not make it an easy task for you. Behold, I arm myself with the conjured sword of light! Ha <laughs> ha! You wield a small blade, bitter girl! It offers you a poor defense! The weapons of truth and justice are often small, but it takes only a little light to hold back the darkness! Princess Kalina, stop! Flee while you still can! You cannot overcome him! You should heed the ape-man! Yield now and I will massively grant you both quick ends! Princess, I deserve my doom, but you are innocent. You have saved me from the hideous fate I have suffered already. Do not risk yourself further on my account. I see goodness in you, even if you cannot see it in yourself, and that is always worth fighting for. But you are right, demon. 
Let us end this quickly. Princess Kalina, no! She has dealt a mortal blow to the demon. But alas, by the blood spreading upon her tunic from her heart, I see that she received one herself. My own heart grows colder at the sight. With this demon's death, his spell is broken. I can move again! And I feel the shadow of his curse departing from my land, just as I feel my soul departing from my body. You should never have sacrificed yourself for my sake, dear princess. You do not even know me. But I do. I have seen who you truly are. She is not speaking to him. She is looking past him. At me. I see you. Before I die, please, tell me. I cannot bear her looking at me like this. Stop looking at me. I will do anything you request. What do you ask of me? Stop looking at me! Tell me, how do you wish... Yes? How do you wish to live? Stop looking at me! Stop looking at me! Stop looking at Shamar. me! Stop Shamar. looking at awaken. me! Awaken! You must awaken! Shahrazad. Yes, it is I. It was another dream, was it not? No! Yes. It is no matter. You need to leave quickly. Is there danger? Yes, but I shall not let fate have you. You must flee from here. It is not right for two lives to be ruined by one man's sins. You should not let your dreams dictate your destiny, nor should you let them dictate mine. Here is my seal. You will be granted access to any door. My servants will obey your command as they obey my own. Take what you will and lead a good life. Sail the seas as Sinbad sailed them. Come with me, then. If this place is cursed, then let us leave. No. It is I who am cursed. No matter where I go, my curse will follow. I will not allow you to suffer my fate. You must go. This is my command, and it must be obeyed. It is yet night, and I should hate to wake your servants from their sleep. If it pleases you, I will tell you one final tale before I go, to soothe your troubled mind. Very well. A young man named Aladdin lived with his widowed mother, Fatima, in a large Persian city. But while his mother worked hard, spinning enough yarn to buy a day's bread, Aladdin was lazy and selfish, preferring to spend his time amongst the urchins and petty thieves of the city. Then one day their fortunes seemed to change when a stranger knocked upon their door. Who are you? I am Sakar. I come seeking my brother, Arash. I was told he lives here. I am Fatima. My husband was named Arash, but he has been dead for years. A thousand apologies for my ignorance. May I enter and pay my respects to his widow? You may pay your respects on the street. My husband said nothing about having any brother. Uh, we were estranged after an argument when we were young. I have had many years to reflect upon my folly and have come to make amends. I am now a rich merchant and have brought this ruby to give him as a token of apology. When you mentioned his death, I had thought I might gift it to you, but I see now that I shall probably have to simply discard it in a dung heap somewhere. Oh, no, that is a uh, welcome to our lowly home, O Sakar, uncle of my son. I bow low before this gift of a ruby. I will just take that and tuck it away safely. Your generosity reflects the spirit of my husband, who has found mercy in the sight of Allah and sent you to us. Surely it must be, O wife of my sadly departed brother. My boy Aladdin, as I have no child and you are the only issue of my blood, I will apprentice you to my trade. You will gain a rare profit. I thank you, friend Sakar, but I profit fairly well on my own. Aladdin, be respectful, or you shall feel the sting of my hand upon your backside. <laughs> oh, my boy, you would not settle for a scapegrace existence if you knew the grand life of a traitor. Behold the weight of my purse. Ah, well, if that is your will, oh, my uncle, and yours, mother, I am of course obedient. Sakar took Aladdin to the city's grand bazaar. There he had a tailor fit Aladdin with fine new clothes and a fancy satchel, as would befit the nephew of a wealthy merchant. 
Aladdin was so overwhelmed with his new finery that he did not immediately realize when Sakar led him out of the city gates to a strange cavern in the barren desert. Oh, Sakar, why have we come to this place? A merchant does not always trade for his goods, my boy. Sometimes we must seek our treasures ourselves, and I must have your help to retrieve a treasure here. Inside this cave, there is a lamp. Ask me nothing more of it. Only know that it is precious and will bring great wealth. You have been a thief, and you will use that skill now to enter this cave and bring me the lamp. I think you are greatly mistaken, and I think I'll return to my mother now. You will go only where I tell you, boy! Let me go! Do as I say, or I will make you regret you ever did live to see the sun. Enter the cave and return with the lamp! Aladdin was startled by this change in Sakar's demeanor, but he was a clever young man and sought to appease him. Very well, O Sakar, my kind uncle. If this lamp is all you require in return for your kindness to me this day, I will fetch it for you. I kiss your hand in reverence for the generosity you have bestowed on me. And as he bent to kiss Sakar's hand repeatedly, he deftly slipped a ring off Sakar's finger and pocketed it. Enough! Go fetch the lamp and return with it quickly. Yes, uncle. And with that, Aladdin entered the cave. Once out of sight of Sakar, he removed the ring from his pocket and inspected it. It must be that I'd profit something from this madman's enterprise, and this ring will do nicely. Ah, it fits my finger rather well, and this emerald upon it will fetch a good price. Precious lamp. Ha! Great wealth. <laughs> oh. But his mocking laughter was cut short as he entered a room filled with gold, jewels, and many precious objects. In the center, upon an altar, sat a simple, somewhat battered brass oil lamp. If this is the reward of madness, Allah, strike me with it. I shall fill my satchel with as much as I can carry, but why would my uncle want to possess this old lamp? It is nothing compared to the wealth hidden here. He must be a madman indeed. Ah oh, well, it is more than he deserves for being unwilling to retrieve it himself. When Aladdin had filled his satchel with as many precious jeweled items as it could carry with the lamp, he hastened back to Sakar at the top of the cave. Uncle, I have your lamp. Here, take my hand and help me up. First, pass the lamp to me in the satchel. I cannot touch it inside of the cave. If he takes the satchel, I will lose my treasure. Then give me your hand first, and I will give you the lamp above ground. Curse your insolence, boy. Give me what is mine. If you want it, you will get me out of this hole. And watch you run away with it. I have labored too long and hard to watch a miserable pup like you take the power that should be mine. Please, oh my uncle, do not leave me here to perish. Help me, I beg you. <laughs> yes, beg like the dog you are, boy, but give me the lamp. As soon as you have pulled me to safety. I do not bargain with cheating thieves. I shall find another to accomplish my design. This hole will now become your tomb, Aladdin, and I shall leave you here to rot in it. Strike lightning! Tremble, O Earth! Seal this insolent whelp away from my sight! No! Oh, Sakar! My uncle! I have learned my lesson! I will obey you now, uncle! I... I also found some jewels! Here! Let me out and I will share them with you! Sakar! You lying son of a faithless goat! Let me out! Let me out! I beg you! I beg! I beg! It is no use. I cannot escape. I can only pray for a miracle. Oh, Allah! Mighty Father of us all, if this is the fate I have earned with my sins, I promise to amend them, but deliver me from this cave. And in despair, Aladdin fell to his knees and wrung his hands as he pled with Allah for his life. In doing so, his fingers rubbed the ring he had stolen from Sakar, and with a rush of wind and a puff of smoke, Aladdin found he was no longer alone. Your commands be done, O oh my excellent master. Who are you? What are you? What are you doing here? You... you are... I am Mahin, genie of the ring which you wear upon your noble finger, and you have seen fit to call upon me by stroking its lustrous jewel. What is it that you wish of me, O oh venerable one? Oh, 
Oh! Oh, majestic genie! Do you have the power to open this cave that I may escape? Is that your wish? Yes. Then it is done. The genie Mahin clapped her hands twice, and the boulder which Sakar had caused to seal Aladdin in the cave dropped down in front of him. Aladdin quickly climbed up the boulder and found he was now able to escape the cave. I am free! Tell me, O oh genie of the ring, anything you can of Sakar, your former master? Sakar is a powerful magician. His arcane practices told him that you, Aladdin, were destined to have the lamp that he so desperately desired. He disguised himself as your uncle in order to bring you here and take it from you. I am destined to have this ugly brass thing? Why? What makes this lamp so special? There must be a reason, O oh knowledgeable master. And now, I must return to the ring from whence I came. Aladdin gratefully made his way home. As he passed through the bazaar, he was stopped by the royal procession of the Princess Rayan, daughter of the king, riding in her litter carried by four stout guards. The curtains were drawn so that no one would see her, for it was commanded by her father that any commoner who looked upon her would have their eyes put out. Aladdin knelt and bowed with the rest of the crowd in the bazaar, but unlike the rest, Aladdin dared to glance up. As fate would have it, it was in that moment the princess chose to look out of her carriage. As their eyes met, Princess Rayan smiled. In that moment, Aladdin fell deeply in love with her and determined to win her heart. When the princess's litter had passed, he rushed home and told his mother of his intentions, showing her the jewels and precious items he took from the cave. Aladdin, where did you... Oh, are these from your uncle? I have no uncle, mother. Sukar was an imposter and a fiend. But yes, he led me to these. I think I was destined to have them. And you also think you are destined to marry the princess. Oh, Aladdin, my son, even this is not enough to ask such a high price from the king. Let us use these gifts to better our own lives since we have them. For when they are gone, they are gone. This lamp, however, may not be of any use at all, but may fetch a few coins if we clean it up. Here, Aladdin, polish off the rust with this rag. Very well, mother. <laughs> I answer your summons, O oh master. What do you desire? Ah, demon! Allah, forgive us! <laughs> I am no demon. I am the genie of this lamp. Such luck for me! No wonder Sakar wanted it so badly. Oh, genie of the lamp, my excellent friend, what may I call you? I am called Kairos, O oh master of the lamp. Oh, Kairos, bring me a golden bowl of jewels, more brilliant than those I have here, of a size and purity to sway the hearts of kings. <laughs> Your wish is my command. And with those words, there appeared before Aladdin a large golden charger. When he removed the lid... He found diamonds, sapphires, emeralds, and rubies the size of pomegranates sparkling in the light. Thank you, noble Kairos. You may return to your lamp until I summon you again. Yes, master. Do you think this will be a high enough price for the king or my mother? Perhaps, my son, but the king is rich already and has no use of these, while we live in desperate poverty. With these, we could live in ease and luxury. You could have any girl you desire. When you see Princess Ryan, you will see why I must have her to wife and no other. But fear not, this was but a small example of the wealth we can have because of the genie of the lamp. I assure you, we will live in luxury for the rest of our days, and you will want for nothing. Aladdin finally persuaded her to present the jewels to King Ataula. She placed the jewels in a plain sack and went to the king's palace to seek an audience. When Ataula saw Fatima's humble clothing, he and his counselors laughed at her request. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you presume to waste my time with such foolishness? My daughter is rare and precious. Surely no one is worthy of her save one who can offer me something equally rare and precious. Be gone. <laughs> 
Defiantly, Fatima emptied the bag of jewels before the king, silencing their mocking laughter. When he saw the grand size and quantity of Aladdin's gems, the king was impressed. My daughter is rare and precious. Surely no one is worthy of her, save he who offers these most rare and precious of jewels. Oh, king, may you live forever. These jewels are a gift of my son, Aladdin, in token of his love for your daughter and in the hope that these will prove him worthy of her. And as Aladdin had wished, the jewels held sway over the heart of the king. These gems are indeed rare and precious, and worthy of my daughter. Very well. I declare that it is Aladdin to whom the Princess Rayanne shall be wed before this month is out. One month later, the entire kingdom rejoiced as Aladdin and Rayanne joined together in marital bliss. Aladdin had the genie of the lamp construct a grand pavilion overnight, just beside the king's palace to the great astonishment of all. I am so happy to be with you, Aladdin. But how did you manage to build such a grand pavilion so quickly? Oh, Rayanne, your smile forever warms my heart and charms my soul. Perhaps one day I will tell you, but for now I prefer to keep my secret. So Rayanne and Aladdin lived happily at the grand pavilion in the shadow of the palace. And Aladdin grew in wealth and stature. But as his fame spread, it reached the ears of Sakar, the evil magician. Sakar realized that Aladdin must have escaped from the cave with the aid of the lamp. Disguising himself as a poor lamp merchant, he traveled back to Aladdin's city to the king's palace, scheming to reclaim the lamp and exact his revenge. New lamps for old lamps! New lamps for old lamps! Bring me your old lamp and I will trade you a new! Nyla, my servant, who is that calling in the street? A beggar? Let me look down from the window. Ah, you have nearly guessed it right. It appears to be some old peddler man who has lost his senses. Up here, peddler, did you say you are trading new lamps for old ones? Yes, indeed, madam. The older, the better. <laughs> Do you have one to offer me? Perhaps. Do not go far. My mistress may be interested. Very well. New lamps for old lamps. New lamps for old lamps. How fortuitous. Nyla, there is a rusted lamp my husband keeps at his bedside, which I have never seen him light. It is unsightly and merely gathering dust. Fetch it and take it down to the peddler. We will see if his bargain is truer than his wits. And if he stands by his word, I will have a present for Aladdin when he returns from my father's palace. Yes, my lady. I know the very lamp you mean. I believe your husband will be very pleased. Nyla fetched the old brass lamp as commanded and went out to bargain with the peddler. New lamps for old lamps! New lamps for old Heart lamps! peddler! I would trade with you. Let me see your wares. Certainly. As you see, I have many fine new lamps to trade in brass, copper, bronze, and even silver. Where is your old lamp? It is here. Oh, you do have many fine items to choose from. This silver one is beautiful, but rather small. I am not sure if it would provide enough light in our large room. I must inspect this old lamp. Is it truly? Yes. Yes, I am certain of it. This is the lamp I sent that wretched Aladdin into the cave for, at last! Now, this copper one looks large enough, but I am not certain that it will match the palace decor. Do you have anything more ornate? Perhaps with a lotus flower design? I do not know, nor do I care, you foolish woman! Take them all! I have what I came for. <laughs> Having regained the lamp, Sakar made no delay in exacting his revenge. <laughs> now that I am home, I will rub the lamp and summon the genie. <laughs> oh, I grant your desire, O oh master of the lamp. At last, the most powerful genie in the world at my command. Command as you will, hearing... Kairos will obey. I want 
all that belongs to Aladdin the Pretender. I want his princess, his pavilion, and all his possessions transported to my home in Morocco, and I with them. Your wish is my command. The genie Kairos clapped his hands, and in the blink of an eye, a strong wind uprooted Aladdin's grand pavilion with all of his possessions and the Princess Rayanne, and whisked them out of sight. When it was reported to the king, he was furious, and caused that Aladdin be brought to him in chains. Oh, Ataula, my king and my kind father-in-law, what ignorant act of mine has brought me so low in thy favor? My sight has twice been offended by your sorcery, Aladdin. That great pavilion which you built impossibly in one night has now been impossibly carried off as if by the winds and my daughter with it. That cannot be. Though you have been an asset to me and an advisor, you are now become a criminal. The only reason you still have your head is because I know you are the only one who loves my daughter as much as I. Therefore... I give you this one chance. Bring me back my child, or else never return to my kingdom on pain of death. King Ataula had Aladdin cast out of the palace. Heartbroken at the loss of his bride, Aladdin wandered in a stupor until he came to the desert outside the city, then crumpled to the ground and wept bitterly. <sighs> my wife is lost. My lovely Rayanne, the lamp is gone. I am lost. All is lost. I shall simply remain here and die, or why would I go on living without her? This tale is infuriating, Scheherazade. The boy claims to love the girl, but gives up when things become difficult? That is not love. Why, if I were there, I would have such words for him. What would you say to him? I would say, What are you doing on the ground? Get up! Go after her! I cannot, for I do not know where she is. I do not even know where to start looking. She is the best thing that ever came into your life. You cannot just let her slip away. She would have never come into my life without the lamp. Without the lamp, I cannot get her back. Without the lamp, she may not even want me in her life. Why did you not tell her of the lamp and who you are? Because she did not need to know. How can you say you love her if you are not willing to trust her? To share with her all that is yours? I held back nothing from her that I possessed. But that is not enough. If you cannot give your trust, you cannot truly love. I was trying to protect her. She is more than I ever deserved. Yes, she is. So deserve her now. Fate is set against me. Then defy fate. You love her, and she loves you. Do you know how precious and rare that is? Find strength in that. It matters not if you fail. Take the risk. And take my hand. Now you stand like a man. Go fight for her. That is what I would say to him, Scheherazade. Wise words, Shariar. A man would be foolish not to heed them. As indeed Aladdin did. Desperately he clasped his hands in prayer to Allah, just as when he was trapped in the cave. Allah, protect Rayan, and curse the evil power that took her from me. Grant that I may find her and save her, though it may take me the rest of my days to do so. And as he clasped his hands in earnest prayer, Allah smiled down on him, and Aladdin felt Sakar's magic ring still on his finger, and hope filled his heart. Of course. I had forgotten there is a genie in this ring, too. Allah be praised. She can help me find and rescue my beloved. I need but rub the ring thusly and... Genie Mahin! I am overjoyed to see you again. Where has Sakar taken my wife? Your pavilion and all it contained are now far away in Morocco, Sakar's native land. And will you return it here for me? I cannot. The genie of the lamp is the most powerful of genies. No other can undo the commands given to him. Then, oh Mahin, can you take me to Morocco, to Rayan? Your wish is my command, oh my master. I summon the east wind to spirit you to your destination. Smiling, Jeannie Mahin clapped her hands twice, and a powerful whirlwind appeared, carrying Aladdin swiftly west toward Morocco. 
Though the miraculous journey of thousands of leagues took less than an hour, to Aladdin it seemed like an eternity. This is incredible! Though I see the wondrous sights of the world in a manner that only birds have known, my heart is sick with worry for Rayan. Faster, greatest wind, I urge you! Who knows what torment my love may be enduring at the hands of an evil man like Sakar? Every moment of delay is a moment I may be too late. At last, Aladdin arrived in Morocco at the grand pavilion Sakar had stolen from him. Moving swiftly and silently, Aladdin searched the pavilion until he found Princess Rayanne in the company of Sakar and Kairos, the genie of the lamp. Seeing the peril of the situation, he forced himself to wait and listen for the opportune moment to reveal himself. Gold, jewelry, fine silks, all are within my power to grant. Your husband can no longer provide you with these comforts, my dear. Your refusal makes you poor. Not so poor that I find an adder such as you appealing, Sakar. I will never give myself to you. <laughs> you gave yourself to me when you traded the lamp into my hands, giving me rule of this mighty genie and allowing me to take everything that ever belonged to Aladdin. I knew nothing of the genie. Because Aladdin told you nothing. I will leave you now to linger alone in your loyalty, if you still think he deserves it. Come, Kairos. I have other work for you to perform in the meantime. I hear and obey, O Sakar, Master of the Lamp. What a loathsome creature that Sakar is. Oh, Aladdin, how I wish you were here with me. Your wish is my command, O Rayan, Master of my heart. Seeing her husband, Princess Rayan ran to him and threw herself in his waiting arms. you find me? Not so loud, my love, lest we alert Sakar and his genie before we can escape. I arrived with the help of the genie Mahin, who dwells in the ring I wear, and we can leave the same way. Another genie? How many do you have? Do you hide them about your person like spare coins? Release me at once! Oh, Rayanne! Now I understand the secret you withheld from me on our wedding day, when you refused to divulge how you built this magnificent pavilion which has now become my prison. No, Aladdin, it is time for truth and trust between us. Did you ever truly intend to tell me of your genies? I would not have traded your lamp if you had told me what it contained. Rayanne, you are right to be angry with me for what I have done, or rather what I have not done, but we have no time to discuss it now. We must leave. We cannot leave as long as Sakar still has the lamp. We can escape without it. Come. No! The magician will follow us. He can read the sands. He will know you took me. And while he has the genie of the lamp, nothing will keep him from his revenge. Orianne, nothing will keep him from revenge if we stay. I cannot fight him. I am not what you think I am. I am nothing but a thief. I have spent my life without honor, lurking alone in the shadows, taking what I liked. Such as a forbidden glimpse of the princess? You knew that was me when we married? How could I fail to recognize the one brave enough to risk his eyes to look upon me in defiance of my father's edict? I did not care where you came from then, nor do I now. Oh, my love, trust in me and show forth that same courage now, and we can take back the lamp together. But little did Aladdin and Rayanne know that their reunion was not so private as they believed. How touching and foolish. A more accomplished thief would keep his voice down, boy. It is Sakar and his genie! Get behind me, Rayan. Genie Mahin, I rub my ring and summon you to protect us. I hear and obey, oh my master. <laughs> so, that is what happened to my ring, no matter. There is no genie in the world which can best mine. Kairos! Yes, oh my master. Choke that genie in her own smoke. I obey. Keep down, Rayanne. A battle between genies is filled with danger for mortals like us. And with opportunity, if we are alert. Oh, Kairos, my friend, I have not seen you in eons. Well struck. At least a century since last we met, certainly. You have grown a little. (laughs) Not... Quite to your girth. Not all of us have an entire lamp to fill. Ah, sh- ah, sh- ho, ho, ho. 
that stings a bit, but you are older and your age becomes you. Re-second! Aha! Uh-huh. Your size has made you slower. I was able to evade that one. But I thank you for the compliment. I am honored. As am I. <laughs> Enough! Kairos, give me a blade. I obey as I must. A scimitar for you, my master. Dark and lethal, the equal of your heart. Shall we continue, Kairos? Or do you require a nap in your spacious lamp first? <laughs> Forgive me, mine. I was distracted by a child whining for a toy. Silence! You make a mockery of your task, Kairos, but eventually you will kill her. I command it! I hear and obey. As for you, Aladdin, you dog, I have no patience to spare. Instead, I shall cut you to ribbons. Aladdin, look out! Ha! Fear not, Rayan, I dodged his blow. But that was too close for my liking. Mine, send me a sword to defend myself! As you command, so shall it be. A scimitar for you, my master. Bright and strong, the equal of your heart. Ah, now the odds are more even. G-Sho-Cha! Ah! Aladdin, your genie has been wounded. Mahin, you must be careful. I find it difficult to obey you, O demanding one. It would be well now for each of us to focus upon our own battles. Ah, yes, I agree. Carry on. The power of your magic wanes, Mahi. It is a shame I must destroy you. Was... Uh, uh, I know I am outmatched by your Kairos, but I have been commanded to protect Aladdin to the last. And I must obey my master. Show Shrem! Mm. Such is the price we pay for the power at our command. Rush So the little thief playing prince returns to steal away the princess. Tell me, boy, what makes you think she still wants you? I made a mistake once. Now I will trust her. Ah, but can she trust you, the peasant boy who has only ever lied to her? Swine! I only ever loved her. My blade shall teach you manners. Yah! Aladdin charged Sakar with all the passion and zeal his youth could muster. But Sakar was sly and clever and without honor. Reaching into a small pouch on his belt, Sakar drew out a handful of sand and threw it into Aladdin's face. My eyes! I have no sight! And now you have no sword. Fall to your knees before me, boy. Yeah! Aladdin, I'm coming! Not so fast, my soft little dove. Ah! Let go of my hair, Sakar! Oh no, princess. This adder is not through with you yet. Come closer, my dear. I want you to watch as I send this boy to his fate. Sakar pulled Rayan to him roughly by her hair and raised his sword for a killing blow to Aladdin. But as she was pressed to him, Rayan felt the hilt of the razor-sharp jeweled dagger Sakar kept sheathed in the sash about his waist. She seized it and stabbed Sakar to the heart. Ah! Girl, what have you done? I have pierced an adder with his own fang. Genie, I command you. Yes, O oh master? Did you need something? Help me. <laughs> oh, my love, you have saved me. Yes, Sakar is dead. Now you must find the lamp before it is too late for the genie of your ring. Here it is in the folds of his robe. Genies, stop! Behold the lamp within my hand. Hear and hearken to my command. Kairos, release her! I hear and gratefully obey my master. Thank you, master. I apologize, Kairos, if my words of your girth caused you anger. In the future, I will guard my tongue. I am sorry, Mahin. You know I could not stay my hand. Rayan, how can I ever repay you? I know I cannot. Nor can I repay you. We have rescued one another and must live contented with that. In a debt of love to you, my wife, I will happily remain to the end of my days. 
but there are those to whom I owe much that I have the power to repay. Genies, stand before me. We hear and obey, Master. Genie Mahin, do you recognize this? It is your ring and my chain of a single link. You have helped me beyond what I could ever ask of you today. I think from this day on, you deserve to fulfill your own wishes. This is a greater gift than ever I have bestowed upon another. I receive it with gratitude. And you, O Kairos of the Lamp, your actions have wounded me, but they were not of your own choice. You too deserve to try your own desires, and it is time I learned to live without your help. Here is your lamp. May you ever be free and happy. <laughs> you do me great honor, O Aladdin. This is why you were able to take my lamp from its cave, and why Sikar could not even so much as enter. To have power over the life of another, and to give it back to them, is truly rare in this world. That was the noblest act I have ever seen, my love, and truly befitting of a prince. But could you not have wished for our return to Persia first? <laughs> that wish is one I will happily grant of my own free will. The genie Kairos clapped his hands, and once more, in the blink of an eye, a strong wind uprooted Aladdin's grand pavilion, returning them from whence they came in Persia. King Ataullah was overjoyed that his daughter had returned safely. His anger with Aladdin evaporated like the morning dew, and he ordered a great feast to be held in Aladdin's honor. Thank you, O great king. May you live forever. And I thank you, genies, for this last kindness you have shown in bringing us home. I just wish my mother were here to join the merriment. What shall we do now? You are free, so you may do as you wish. Indeed. The genie Kairos clapped his hands, and with a puff of smoke, Aladdin's mother, Fatima, appeared before them. Uh, ah, 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 Allah, preserve me! Where am I? I was at home preparing to eat dinner, and suddenly I am here? Peace, my mother. Genie Kairos merely brought you to the palace. Aladdin, will I never find peace from you and your genies? I think, oh my mother, that the genies will finally find peace from us. And you and I, Aladdin... Shall we now find peace? I am willing to try, if you will try with me. Until Allah finally grant it, my love. Aladdin and Rayan were restored to their kingdom, and harmony entered their lives. They lived happily, if not perfectly, growing in love for the rest of their days. Now, what do you wish, Shariar? Shahrazad. Do you not understand? I... I cannot. The curse... I see. It is dawn. As you have commanded me to leave, I must obey. I suppose you must finish the tale of the hopeless sultan on your own. Farewell, Scheherazade. Lilia. You have won. Forgive me, Shariar, but I cannot go yet, for you are terrible at telling tales. Your ending is all wrong, and you told it so poorly. There could be hope for the Sultan if someone, an Amira, for example, who was patient and clever, was willing to help him. You see, there is more good in him than he knows, and not only could he be happy, but he could make the Amira happy too. I can help you find a brighter ending to your story. If it pleases you. No, Shahrazad. If it pleases you. Then take my hand and sit with me, Shariar. Let us see how we may mend that which is torn in this tale together. Your wish is my command, Shahrazad. In a not-so-distant land, there was once a cursed sultan who never slept, for his dreams were plagued by a horrible demon. One day, he met an unremarkable Amira. No, he met a very remarkable Amira. A woman patient, clever, wise, and very beautiful to him. And everything began to change. Your storytelling is improving, my husband. Pray, continue. At first he thought to cast her away from him, believing it would 
protect her from his demon, but she remained. And now? And now? Life is sweet. This has been the concluding episode of Arabian Nights, starring Cassie Jackman as Scheherazade, Dane Ficklin as the Sultan, and Mark Chamberlain as Aladdin. Featuring Janalee Hutchings as the genie Mahin, Anthony Buck as the genie Kairos, and Brianna Bador as the Princess Rayanne. Also heard in this series were Eric Millward, William Killingbeck, Andrew Oliverson, Amanda Angerbauer, Zar Hayes, Abigail Philpot, Jim Dale, and Gina Forthman. This is Ed Farnsworth. Arabian Nights was brought to you by Next Stage Productions and produced by Liz Christensen. Written by Ed Farnsworth and Anthony Buck, with music by Zach Hansen. Thank you for joining us in Arabian Nights.